When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! If you're listening to this, then you're most likely a new listener. So hello and welcome. I'm David Mooney. I am joined as ever by Sam Lee. Yeah, welcome back, in fact, because hopefully if you listen to this as a new listener, you've already heard us on Why Always Us, and this is where we are now. So yeah, hello. Indeed. Uh, today we're talking after City's uh, one-all draw away at Brighton. Uh, if you want longer ad-free episodes, even earlier after the final whistle, then head over to lmtpod.com to find out how you can subscribe. <laughs> Who said dead rubber matches have to be dull? The one-all draw at Brighton looks like it might have been a great little challenge for City at a time when they need to keep things going ahead of two cup finals. We're getting to that on today's Let Me Talk. Oh, God, that was a big yawn. <laughs> can't do that. Someone had a late <sighs> night. <laughs> yeah. Um, are, we, are we keeping that in? Uh, yeah, I did have a late night. Not, not, a, not a heavy one, but a late one. Stupid. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm absolutely keeping that in, by the way. Oh, God, all right. <laughs> what, yeah, what a, what a lovely trip down to Brighton, though. Um, yeah. And yeah, good good game, good fun. Um, yeah, should have just gone to bed earlier, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, Guardiola was was asked afterwards um, if he enjoyed it um, because yeah. I, I think the the sort of the feeling around the place was that was weirdly one of the games of the season. I don't know if it was like the shackles were off and both teams could just have a go, or if it, we would have got that anyway with the way that both teams play. Um, what did you make of it all? Yeah, it was it was good. I thought the first half was better than the second. Um, a part of me, part of me wonders if because, and I, I really like Brighton and I really like Deserby, but part of me wonders if now because we know that it's cool to say that Brighton and Deserby are good, it was then it was therefore easier to be like, oh wow, what a game! And I don't know, I don't know about on Twitter, but like, or to basically all of us as journalists and like coming into the press conference, I was like, oh wow, what a game! I wondered like if that was against. Like Southampton, for example, you know when Southampton have given City really good games in the yeah. past. Well, like really, you know, it's not been exciting, but they've played really well. And it's like I wonder if it's just because they've got the seal of approval now. Does that mean that we can that we go a bit overboard? But maybe I'm just being weird. But it, it was it was good. Um, Brighton are <laughs> Brighton are a serious team. All the stuff Pep was saying on on Tuesday about you know we're going to need to match them because if you're uh, if we're not on our game, we'll we'll suffer a lot. And then you know, he said afterwards, I picked a strong team because I because he had a feeling that, well, they would have they would have suffered exactly. And I mean, it was a strong team with a few um, a few, a few rotations, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because as much as he praised Brighton again afterwards for everything that he said on Tuesday about how good they are. He then was basically able to circle back around to it and be like, "Yeah, this is what I'm talking about." But he was very like keen to to praise how well his team had done because I think the big thing from a city point of view was about their level because he said before the game it's natural to drop after the Premier League, um, 
And he again, he talked about it afterwards, but he was very happy that they didn't have like a massive drop. It wasn't the best city by any means, but I, well, I think they a lesser team than City playing Brighton like that because although it was end of the season for them and they'd basically achieved their goal, final home game, wasn't it? It was kind of party time for them, yeah. and obviously, Deserbi's got them in a place where they can put into practice what they want to do, and they they tried to kind of go out in style. And yeah, Guardiola's right. If he'd have, well, talking about playing a strong team, he was like, okay, well, need something stronger here. Calvin Phillips back on the bench, but if he'd have played, God, if he'd have played the same kind of team as the weekend, in that kind of frame of mind, you know, if City had have just won the title on Sunday maybe with a strong team and then he'd have to play a lesser team last night they they might have they might have lost quite easily yeah um, well let's have a listen to uh, Guardiola after the game um, this was his assessment he's obviously very happy with uh, with the performance and the uh, and the game itself we are humble enough and accept I don't know that when the other teams do really really good things they can beat you and they can overcome in many many moments so I said in the half time guys you are exceptional when they propose because they are really good and you have to accept it and stick what we do we adjust a little bit a few things and Bernardo Kundo Rodri and everyone so Rico play again so I don't remember that guy from 80 years old one game since the many many games played this season play bad defensively so it's really good and with the ball is exceptional read the situation so it's so all of them, all of them, the team was, was there and that's why I'm very, very pleased because I know how difficult it was and I don't want the team before the finals drop, you know, our our rhythm that we had against Chelsea, we had uh, after being champion, especially today, and we have to try to maintain against Renford because during the weeks it's just relax, it's just recover, recover, recover and the energy the day of the games. And we had today Brentford and after we have long week to prepare one final and one week to play another final. A game like tonight, is that actually beneficial for you? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We need these opponents to, to bring us in our, you know, maximum. Uh, uh, we'll be so damaged for us to play a games like we won 3-0, 4-0, and it's, it's so important. So in Brentford will be the same. So it's... Uh, it's really, really good to, to the teams help us to to maintain that level because the finals you have to play in that level, otherwise it will be so difficult. There we go. So it's it basically underlines yeah, um, the, uh, the the point. I mean, I, I I want to run through a few individuals from the game more than anything else ahead of the finals, Sam. Because um, long story short, I didn't see most of the game. Uh, I was delayed getting back from uh, a long drive because uh, I had to have two of my tires replaced on my car. Um, so that is not ideal, is it? Not ideal. Um, and I listened to it on the radio, and uh, the commentary team on Talksport were waxing lyrical about how good a game it was. And I was sitting, I was, I was yeah. just fuming in the car all the way home, going, "I like, it, like it's, it's a game that means nothing." I'd quite like to watch this if it's a good game, but you know, um, here we are. So um, I, I, I'm kind of looking at the players that maybe are on the question mark side of things for the two finals, um, because obviously, if, if Guardiola were to name. The sort of team he'd been naming in the last few weeks, you get the you get the Real Madrid second leg team, the Real Madrid well, team, yeah, the Real Madrid, yeah. both legs, wasn't it? It was the same team. Um, so there were yeah. two names in that eleven that um, I kind of wondered might be might be staking a claim for places in the final. Uh, Foden and Mares. Uh, any others first off and like uh, like like kind of spring to mind? But other than that, like, what did you make of their performances? No. Um, I thought Foden was excellent, basically until he scored, and then Brighton. 
I haven't got like the ability to check possession between two certain points. Not at this at this moment in time. But I thought Brighton for the last I don't know ten fifteen minutes of the first half, um, that's when they had their best spell, and then it wasn't long into the second half when phone went off with kind of like a precautionary vague sounding leg injury according to Guardiola um, it didn't sound too much um, like an issue but that kind of explains I guess why he started so well and played so well and looked he just looked really hungry he he got back well a couple of times um, he he looked full of purpose when he was running with the ball he I think he found Haaland with a good ball in behind and obviously that's been an ongoing thing. Then he just looked like really good. And I I remember thinking, like, as long as Grealish is fit, because you know, Guardiola said that him, Laporte, Diaz, and Akanji stayed back in Manchester because they're because they're not fit. Um but as, as long as he and the others are fit for the final, then I'd imagine Phone wouldn't start in those finals. Um and it's also difficult to imagine any, many subs being made unless City were already winning. So if Odin were to come on in those finals, you know, it would obviously be a great comfort and a great thing if Odin were to score against United in the final, for example. But you'd imagine if Odin's coming on, um, the job's already done. Um, and I thought Mahrez was was quite good. I saw a couple of tweets saying he didn't do anything, but I, I thought he was his... I mean, yeah, he, he didn't have a massive, massive threat. I can't say that. Um, but I thought he was... I thought he was okay. Um, I've... Did I say this last week? I don't. I don't think this will be the case, and it's obvious that like, Bernardo just plays in all the big games, like, all the big Champions League games. Um, but and it, and it's not just Bernardo playing and being on the right because that's where he's kind of ended up. Because you know you can play Bernardo anywhere, but obviously Guardiola has been so keen to get Gundogan in the team, and and obviously De Bruyne, and obviously Rodri. So the last space for Bernardo is on the right wing, um, and I, I'd imagine that's what happens. But I I do have a a slight. But basically, if Mario started the FA Cup final, I wouldn't be massively surprised. Yeah, it, 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 I don't think he'd start the Champions League final, um, but I wouldn't be hugely surprised. Look, if I had to predict a team, I'd say it'd be the Real Madrid team. Um, but it wouldn't massively surprise me if it was Mario's. Yeah, um, and I suppose Ortega as well. Ortega's going to play that final, isn't he? And he was good. Um, he's of always, course, he's yeah, a, yeah. He's I'd not, been good, really. I'd not even thought about that for the for the FA Cup final, but yeah, of course. Yeah, he's. I mean, he makes some saves, the man, and you know he's. Um, very calm on the ball. Um, I mean, he'll get. He would have had. Well, this is the thing as well in terms of preparation. I mean, I suppose it's not ideal in terms of like for like because I don't think. Well, United and Inter aren't going to press like Brighton are. But in terms of it being preparation and needing that high level and having a test, I tweeted this. Like, you hear the words, "Oh, it's like a training session," and you know when City play like. When, when they beat Watford like 8-0 the other year or whatever, that's like the classic, it's a training session football scenario, isn't it? But last night it was like, okay, this is a this is a, a fucking good training session. You know, this is yeah. the perfect, um, this is the perfect scenario to put your players through their paces. And it doesn't even matter. Like it's, I can't, I can't remember, but I had that feeling. I can't remember if it was the start of the season, but there, there was a game. I just kind of realised that, that like that eight nil against Watford, people say it's like a training session, and actually, there's very few training sessions where you just pass it around a team that isn't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. I know, I know what you're saying, humour wise, but I think factually wise, yeah, it's are. probably not true. Um, <laughs> no, because I, rem- I know that um, you know when it came to working on 
In fact, not even that that goal where they used to, you know, when they used to get the ball to the byline by working the triangle on the left-hand side, cutting it back, and like Sterling would score at the far post. Mm. Um, those kind of scenarios, but they would um, just work so they'd, they'd get the ball forward against nobody and, you know, make sure that Aguero's attacking the near post, Sterling's attacking, like, the six-yard box, uh, De Bruyne's coming in, like, a bit further back around the penalty spot, that kind of thing. So, um, although you did make a, a nice little light-hearted comment. At least I managed to add a bit of boring uh, detail to it, which is yeah. what we're all about. Yeah. Um, a quick word on Haaland, because uh, when I got in and finally got the uh, the game on the telly, um, I saw I got in in time to see his goal disallowed, um, and it was... Uh, the commentary around the goal uh, seems to be, well, like, oh, he's finally got his goal because um, obviously he'd missed a, few, missed a few sitters earlier on and then uh, he doesn't get his goal because it gets taken off him. Um, what do you make of his night? It's, I considered asking Guardiola about it, um, but I just knew the answer would be he scored 52 goals, we don't have to worry. But yeah. with some of the... To be fair, against Real Madrid, you can't really blame him. Uh, maybe the first one, but you know the, the saves were amazing by Courtois, and then last night you just think the only reason I'm raising it at all is because the next, well, not the next two games, but the two games are massive. So if it was just like any other situation, you go yeah, 52 goals, he scored loads, but it's like I'm sure he will, but could do with him putting some of these chances away in the bigger games. Um, but yeah, that that was it was that kind of night really. He he should have scored. At least one, uh, and didn't. So I mean, that's how it goes, and you're not going to score it all the time. I saw somebody sent me a stat, or it was on the Q and A or something. I don't remember now. Saying, "Oh, he's missed 28 big chances, the most in the Premier League." But I mean, that is that's that is normal. I think the the players who have the most chances miss the most chances. I think yeah. statistically, you wouldn't you wouldn't go back and find any outliers really. Um, and considering he's had that many chances and that many goals, it is normal. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that too much. But yeah, just in terms of like how the last couple of games have gone, you think, okay, yeah, sort, sort that out quickly, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fine. Yeah. But I suppose yeah. I mean, he is there to be that difference maker in those games, isn't he? Um, he is there to, you know. I, I thought if you're going to win this, that it's going to be on the break or like going long up to him and him spinning. Christ, that Van Helker was it? Van Hecker, I've never seen him before. It's like they, it's like the Serbia just went right. They're gonna, they're gonna go long to Haaland to relieve the pressure. I'm gonna get the biggest guy we've got. I know they've got some big guys, including the physios, but I think they was like, okay, Van Hecker, you can do it. Um, and they had, a, they had a good battle. But I thought if City are gonna win this, it's probably gonna be like on the break or playing up to Haaland. He's gonna try and spin this guy. But they had a good battle, but he couldn't spin it, which yeah. was interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, look, I'm always worried of reading too much into situations or worrying too much about situations. But yeah, it'd be good if he could start scoring again. Yeah. Um, Guardiola was more than happy after the game to uh, kind of promote the us against the world attitude that's been uh, coming out in the last few days. Um, here's, uh, here's a bit more from the post-match press conference. If it's disallowed, every action to Erling Haaland or central defender is fault. Every action. And we sell one or two to ten. It's goal because it's bigger, it's stronger. He won the position for Estupinian and was an incredible action from Cole Palmer and the goal should be given. But 
that proves that we want what we want on the pitch belongs to us. Not anyone give us anything. So, um, I mean, it just was a foul. There's no, there's no kind of getting away from it. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting the kind of uh, the kind of angle he's taking there, and and the kind of um, running battle that he's uh, that he's kind of almost as if he's trying to instill a little bit of a siege mentality in the squad. Because um, we'll come to that a bit more well, yeah, um, yeah. a bit later on uh, with everything that Plenty he said that. on uh, on Tuesday. Um, but it's uh, I, I just think it's a, a kind of a bit of a fascinating window into kind of how he's feeling at the moment. Yeah, not just at the moment. Uh, constantly, I think uh, he's he's definitely said nobody gives us anything at previous points this season, maybe even before. Um, yeah, it's with a lot of um, the Guardiola stuff on Tuesday. You'd be like, okay, yeah, he kind of draw draw a direct line to where he's going with that, and obviously with the with the Premier League charges, um, he had his message about trying to get it done as soon as possible, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but in terms of nobody gives us anything, it's like I do. I do wonder exactly like which moments he's referring to because obviously there was the goal at Anfield wasn't there where Haaland there was like a not in a similar area but there was a similar thing with Haaland the goal getting ruled out for a shirt pull um, I just wonder how much because I can't think of I must be I must be missing something but I can't think of anything major or recent time to take a very short ad break when we come back we'll hear even more from the city boss he's talking about his experience of winning the treble with barcelona and if that will help him at city and he's talking about his future at the club as well we'll also chat about who could eventually take over from guardiola if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. I have felt for a while, um, in terms of specifically Harland, um, that he's probably penalised slightly more than others because of the because he's like he's just massive and that is yeah. Like, Guardiola did strength. say that as well. Yeah, he's like, it's a foul because he's bigger. Yeah, I do feel like that's that that does get pulled back a little bit more just because he he kind of uses his strength in that case. But sort of like I mean, Harland's Harland. You you see from his reaction on the pitch, he's kind of like, well, I just kind of have to deal with it and kind of move on and. Like play play he the game. He posted that, that picture, way. didn't he, of his trainers? But he he had loads of cuts on his legs. And again, Guardiola said after the game, he's always coming in with bruises and stuff. And he he was moaning about Yerry Mina the other week after the Everton game, wasn't he? For, yeah. I mean, he, he kind of does that in a more over the top way. But yeah, the, well, we talk about these battles with the centre backs um, when you know the City are playing long balls up to them and to him, and he's trying to hold them off and that kind of stuff. But it's, obviously, it's just ongoing all the time. Um, yeah, what. So I guess I guess what he's saying in terms of that nobody gives us anything, I think the overall umbrella it belongs under is the Premier League charges and stuff like that. Like nobody's nobody's doing any city any favors, but it, it did seem a bit more pointed, like on the pitch as well. It's um, there's there's something to, to to gripe about, but I can't I can't remember specifics. But obviously he was annoyed because he was saying every every every. Um, Every time Haaland has his hands put on, that should be a, a foul, really. Um, if 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 it was given for that, and yeah, there was a bit of a pull on him just beforehand, um, which was a bit of a can of worms, really. But in terms of, yeah, I mean, he put, I, I remember saying that about the Liverpool game actually. Like there have been there have been decisions at Anfield which have gone against City, which have been shocking. But that was as much as it was deep in the play, and it feels like it was too early in the play almost to be ruled out. Um, if it's a shirt pull, it's a shirt pull, isn't it? That's just normally that's just automatic foul. It's like it's the easiest foul to spot in football, isn't it? And it's kind of that's like in the laws. That's like okay, if you pull the shirt, then it's a foul. And that's that was my reading of like of the of the situation last night. I know loads of people were up in arms about it, but I, there were plenty of people online who were like, okay, it's a foul. So it's a strange one. I, I was surprised it divided the people's divided opinion so much. But yeah, I mean, it is it is it is. People, so I was going to say Twitter, but it's not Twitter. It's people. It's people. So. people yeah, there we go. Yeah, you can't trust people, Jeremy. Um, let's. Uh, so it's a Peep Show reference for anybody that doesn't know yeah, Peep Show. Yeah, um, good. We're uh, branching out. Yeah, um, Peep Show and the Simpsons. That's me. Um, Deserby's been um, kind of talked about a lot as uh, the Guardiola successor. Um, I, I, you look at the way that uh, the games against Brighton have gone, the way Brighton's season's gone. Um, it feels like he's definitely in the conversation now. Yeah, well, I again, you know, what I was saying earlier on, like now it's kind of acceptable to to say Brighton are really good and this guy's amazing. And obviously, it's, there's probably an element Guardiola's probably sitting and laughing and going, "Oh, you know," he always says, "Oh, if you win, you're great, and if you lose, you're shit." And you know he judges intentions and not results and whatever. Um, he's he's probably laughing, thinking this guy's been great for ages. But just because they've got Europa League, everyone's everyone's going mad, and he, he's he's probably having a bit of a 
a wry smile now with all the dessert we could replace pep chat. But to be honest, you, you kind of wonder if all the nice stuff we said on Tuesday. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was probably it was probably just nothing more than this. This coach is great. He's admired him for a long time, and he had an opportunity to say so because obviously he's mentioned Brighton in the past. But maybe it wasn't um, specifically because of this, or intended to be because of this. But it might do him a favour because, yeah, he's. I think he's definitely in that. Like, you know, because we were talking about it the other week, weren't we? Was it when Brighton beat Arsenal? We were talking about Deserby, and yeah. also I was talking about how good he is. And did I mention like, was that was maybe that like, maybe in the frame to replace Pep? Like in my opinion. Um, as well as, you know, the hangover hair and stuff like that, which I've basically got right now. Um, but yeah, it feels now like it's gone into the next level. And it's like, if there's any kind of, oh, who would ever replace Pep conversations at any point for whatever reason, I feel like he would now be in it. Uh, I, I kind of wrote an article, I, would have, I kind of was asked to write an article along those lines. But I'm always wary of those things because football moves so fast. And, you know, a couple of years ago, it was just, everyone was just saying Pochettino, weren't they? Like, oh, it'd be Pochettino or like Brendan Rodgers or something. And at the time, you could you could make argue, arguments for them. Um, but now you you just think, well, one, it's not going to happen. Or two, there's, it should never happen. Um, so you always got to be careful with that. But um, yeah, I'd like to see him try. Uh, what, basically, what I came to the conclusion in the, in the article was... Um, what he's doing with the players he's got. Like Brighton deserve credit for bringing in the players that he's got, which you could also read City deserve credit for the bringing in the players that they've got. But what he's got them doing is fantastic, which is exactly the same as Guardiola. But I was like, the only thing, I was what we don't really know, the only real thing we don't know, because you can tell that the coaching's there. You can tell he's seen, you know, I've heard him say before and I heard him say last night, you know, we're not, we're not a big team, but we're, we're building to be one and all stuff like that. He kind of says the right thing and he, and he can tell that, that as a coach, he can get across his principles because he's only been there. What? Well, it was early in the season, actually, wasn't it? Very early in the season, actually, when he, when he, when Potter went to Chelsea, like September, October. Um, so, so he's had a, a lot of the season, but yeah, that game at the Etihad was about yeah. fourth or fifth or something. I think I was coming back from Seville when they sacked Tuchel. Um, and that was early September. So yeah, um, so he's had most of the season, but even so, like, because Brighton were already really good under Potter and then he has taken them on. So coaching-wise, he's got it and you can you can just see from, for what it's worth, whatever he says in the media and apparently to his players is up there. Like one of the one of the unknowns is you know how he can manage top level players because that's, you know, it's easy to say, oh, look what he's doing with like 19, 20 year olds and what could he do with these guys? But it's not always transferable. But I wouldn't mind seeing him try, you know. And also, you kind of feel like when the day does come, it was quite funny because Guardiola was asked about his future, wasn't he? If they win the treble, do you have the clip ready to go? Uh, it was quite yeah. a handy question, actually. Yeah. Well, let's have a listen to Guardiola because his future did come up in the pre-match press conference on Tuesday. Um, uh, he was asked first off if his experience of winning the treble with Barcelona will help City this season, and this was how, this was what he said. I forgot it. It's a long time ago. Come on now. I forgot it. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't remember. I didn't remember what I what we did. Always, I remember how excited we were in the first season. Of course, cup, FA Cup first, and after FA Cup, cup there, La Liga, and after the Champions League final against United, but. 
So I think was incredibly excited, happy, and prepared game by game. I think it's a good going to do now. You always talk about the sort of hunger of players. I think you just mentioned it then. It'd be natural if they dropped a little bit. You personally, if you were to win the treble, would you consider your work here done at Manchester City and maybe walk away in the summer? Right now, I'm not thinking living, but who knows? But I'm not thinking. Uh, I, would, I would like to, to continue next season here, uh, independent of the, of the results. I would like it, but I don't know what's going to feel, winning or losing, the two chances we have uh, ahead of us. My feeling, I have a still contract and almost when I sign, I want to respect the club. So. And just one more question. You just said then that at Barcelona, even if you win the league and you go out to the semi-finals of the Champions League, considered a disaster. You often say about this club, they never tell you you have to win this. Huh? Have to win. Obviously, you want to win, but is that maybe one of the differences that makes it a little bit easier or more comfortable for you to work here because they don't, there isn't this sort of ridiculous difference? You know, here's easier, but the environment is easier. The environment is easier. The demanding is high. So I cannot deny, uh, but here the environment of the pitch, our life as a manager is more and more comfortable. Just to talk about, I don't know, Carlo or Julian Lopetegui have been in Spain or in other countries they come here. Maybe Roberto the Cherby could explain, but all the managers we are here have been in other countries. But especially in Spain, Italy, of the pitch is so, I'm not saying better or worse, I'm not saying that, but it's, the noise is, oh my God. Here at the end you win, you are a good player manager, you lose, you are a bad manager. So, but after you go home, uh, you know, you prepare the next game and it's, it's more and more comfortable. So our life is better. And then a little bit later in the press conference, um, this happened. Uh, can I just clarify on your answer to Jamie, regardless of what happens over the next few weeks, I will, stay next will season. you be here yeah. next season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will stay next season when... Uh, 100 breaches for the Premier League against us. Don't worry, we, we will, be, we will yeah. be there. And I mean, after, after the Premier League announced those charges, you gave obviously a very passionate mm. press conference and you, you said obviously at this time, over seven years, which is obviously a very mm. long time, where you, you know, you're unsure, but you, you're not going to move you, more than ever, you're going to stay here. Mm. Could, you see a, could you see a period of another... Three or four years. No, no, no. And Don't talk about that. No. It's enough, it's too fast. It's just one season at a time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I would like is the Premier League could make, a, or the judges make as soon as possible, you know that? We do something wrong, everybody will know it. And if we are like we believe we are, like we have done as a club for many years in the right way, and the people start to stop, you know, sometimes to talk about that. Yeah. So we will love it tomorrow. Yeah. This afternoon, better than tomorrow. We will love it. Hopefully, yeah. they are not so busy, and the judges can see it and listen both sides, and at the end decide what is what is the best. Because at the end, I know fairly what we want. We want on the pitch because we deserve it. That I don't have any doubts. Is, of, is it a bit of a frustrating weight then for you? This, the fact that there's this thing hanging there, and it doesn't look like it's going to get resolved anytime soon. You would we like accept it's there. If it happens, it happens. We happen in the UEFA, and after you know what will happen. Now is the Premier League, so so let's go. Come on, 24 hours, sit down, talk, and both sides, lawyers, present. Don't wait one year, two years. Why even do it quickly? Come on, and as soon as possible for for the benefit for everyone. So, but I know there are many many cases around the world for many injustices and first, and maybe they are so busy. But hopefully, we can do it as soon as possible. So no no one, not even of course for us because. We want to defend our, you know, our principles. And if the people 
doubts, okay. So let's go. Let's do it as soon as possible, please. They do will love it. So lots to unpack there, Sam. <laughs> yeah, so the reason I mentioned it first was because, look, because in Guardiola's first answer about his future, he was kind of like, it, it's 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 oversharing, isn't it? It's being um, too devil's advocate um, when he was like, no, I'm going to stay. He goes, oh, here we are. I don't know how I'd feel in the heat of the moment, so maybe I'll go. But no, no, I think I'll stay. Um, but so the reason I, I brought it up was because you would imagine that when he comes to leave in City, he will be part of that process in a, insofar yeah. as he would say to the club, I think this guy can do it. You know, because he said he said at other points at the press conference, I'm sure you haven't got this clip, but he was like, he was, he's been calling people he knows in Italy about Inter. He always says, like, if they're signing a player from Holland, he'll, he'll call like Ronald Koeman or whatever. So if if there's going to be a new City manager needed at any point in, in the future, I'm sure Guardiola will be part of that process. The only reason he wouldn't necessarily be part of that is if he just decides to leave in a flood of tears after Istanbul. Um, but like he said, that's not going to happen. But yeah, generally speaking, he's probably going to recommend him. And like he's he is a massive fan of, of De Zerbi. And you could easily see him going, this guy. So, you know, he said before the game, they're unique. And then Jack asked him after the game, like, is there any other team that plays like Brighton? And he was like, no, no, just one. Like they're the, they're the only team in the world. And you think, like, if he wants the kind of the best for City, I mean, imagine, imagine he's like, he recommended like somebody shy so they wouldn't live up to what he did. Um, <laughs> but if he wants the best for City, which I'm sure he would do, um, he'd, he'd recommend somebody like, I'm sure he'd recommend somebody like that because you, you could, he admires obviously massively like Bielsa and Juan Marleo, but realistically that's never going to happen, is it? Like, and as much as like it would be quite fun to see Bielsa as City manager, I, I don't think that would be like universally popular. Yeah. And I don't think City would do it. And like you know, obviously it's just it's just like pie in the sky. It's not going to happen. But in terms of those managers that Pep gets on really well with and knows and really rates, like that's not going to happen. But Deserbi, I could see it. Um, again, you know, maybe we will get three years down the line and it's just not an option. Maybe he's gone somewhere else. You know, maybe he's gone to another top club instead. Um, or maybe you know maybe. He ends up being terrible at Brighton, which I can't see right now, but being devil's advocate again, you know, it could happen. But um yeah, I, I could I could see Pep putting in a good word when the time comes. But yeah, that's as he said later on, um, that's a long way off. So that's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. A reminder, if you want more from us, then we hear if Pep Guardiola ever gets bored of winning. We talk about the alleged charges on City from the Premier League and the public opinion of that and how that's talked about in the media as well. We really do get into it, don't we, Sam? Yeah, I feel I feel kind of bad because we did kind of go over that on the last show. But also, I feel like it's the kind of content that City fans do engage with, and the plot twist of me and you agreeing with the anti-City media agenda is probably one worth listening to. <laughs> so yeah, um, loads of stuff, and also yeah, it's I, I couldn't believe that Guardiola said he does get tired of winning, and that next season um, they're going to sell De Bruyne. But we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tease. Um, that's all on the members' content. Those ad-free episodes are longer and out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. Make sure you're following all of our socials as well as we get closer to the FA Cup and Champions League finals. There's plenty coming up to preview City's chances of winning a treble. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh.